Have you ever considered that the right packaging could save you millions? Find out all the info from Matt at Billarood Corsnas on episode 44. Are you struggling to make the most out of your supply chain and keep the orders moving efficiently? IceCorp is your supply chain specialist, and they specialize in e-commerce, retail, and dropship distribution. They will provide you with tailor-made solutions that will drive your business and sales forward. To get your free assessment, visit them at icecorplogistics.com and check out their learning center as they have some great free resources waiting for you. This is Two Babes Talk Supply Chain, where we interview the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, changes in the industry, and hot topics in supply chain. We answer all your questions and put sexy into supply chain. We are your hosts, Sarah and Nick. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate all of your love, support, reviews, and subscribes. So we all know that as supply chain professionals, we wear a lot of hats and our day-to-day lives can be fun but challenging with a side of stress. So today we have Dr. Callum Cowan on the show giving us the need to know about how to manage that stress. Dr. Callum Cowan, ND, is a board-certified naturopathic doctor, functional medicine practitioner, creator of the Phenom Method, and founder of the Phenom High Performance Medicine Clinic. After helping world champions, elite executives, and professional athletes, he has developed a unique system called the Phenom Method to uncover key issues limiting physical and mental ability and treat them directly using natural methods to optimize all aspects of health and performance. From NHL players, UFC fighters, and Olympic gold medalists to those who want to feel great each day, look healthy and young, maximize productivity, excel at work, and get the most out of life, the Phenom Method is designed to get you to your best. So welcome to the show, Callum. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on the show. So a couple of things the audience doesn't know. You have been my naturopath for the last year, and you have changed my life. So I just want to say a big thank you. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I know it's uh, been great to see you come along and make some big strides to, to optimize your health and performance. It's been really cool. Awesome. So tell us about Phenom and how your clinic and methods are sought after. So uh, we're in Burlington, Ontario, and um, we have a staff of three doctors. And um, we're functional medicine doctors, which means we uh, use a lot of lab testing and specialized methods to uncover some underlying causes for specific issues. And there were also all uh, naturopathic doctors by training. So what that means is we're trained uh, like your family doctor is, except we're, uh, our approach is different. So we're looking at what are the underlying causes of issues, where are specific things coming from, and then our uh, treatment strategy is different. So we're using nutrition and other natural methods to treat things effectively. And um, I think what makes us different is we have a very specific system that we walk our patients through, and we're really looking for the underlying causes for things. So the stuff we'll be talking about today is very common and uh, stress affects us in, in various different ways. And we're used to working with uh, many high profile, successful business people uh, and elite athletes. Um, and what we've noticed is they uh, tend to break down in a similar way. So we really approach repairing that in a, in a specific way. And 
I think uh, why we're sought after is probably uh, results-based. So we're really focused on taking people from where they're at now to really where they want to go. And um, that's really the only thing that's on our mind. So uh, getting those results for people has, has really uh, accelerated our business. And that's the, the biggest form of credit that we can receive is having a lot of people come in through word of mouth and through other people who've had great results. And uh, that's really how we built our clinic. And uh, we have a very busy clinic in, in Burlington right now. As supply chain professionals, we lead busy and stressful lives. Why should we know about cortisol? So cortisol is our stress hormone. And uh, the reason why we should know about it is in North America, we're really taxing our cortisol from a number of different ways. So, um, for example, skipping meals, not getting enough sleep, mental emotional stress, uh, financial stress, digestive issues, chronic pain, physical strain, those are all sort of big, big things that really tax that system. I think I was a check mark on all those, except for like <laughs> physical uh, distress. But uh, I noticed you looking at me. Yeah. yeah. The other, the other ones are overconsumption of caffeine and oh. overconsumption of alcohol. I'm not looking at you for any specific reason. Check. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying they're pretty common, right? So. Um, in North America, we really have a lot of uh, issues with cortisol, and we often will start there just because um, it's just just so common. People are burning the candle at both ends, really pushing the pace, trying to trying to make money, trying to make ends meet, and and trying to do things financially and trying to excel. And those types of people end up having more issues. We find, and uh, it's very easy to uh, deplete your cortisol or cause your body to make more. And if you do that. You're, you're really setting yourself up for some uh, issues long term. So yep. some so some of the big issues, I don't know if, you're, if uh, you guys are familiar with the connection between cortisol and how it works in the body, but really cortisol is your main energy hormone. So if you've depleted those levels, energy levels, energy levels will be low. So, I mean, as business people and, and the kind of work that you guys do, if you don't have high energy and abundance of energy, I mean, there goes your productivity right there. It's, pr- it's pretty, I haven't really met too many people who have really high productivity and really low energy. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. And I was going to say supply chain professionals, we, we don't drink very much, do we? No. <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> so then let's get into some of the main signs and symptoms. What are okay. some of the main signs and symptoms of, I guess, somebody with, is it low cortisol then? Yeah, so low cortisol, you'll see worse symptoms. People are always worried about high cortisol. High cortisol is sort of an initial stage that you'll feel where you, high cortisol is kind of like you have um, anxiety or trouble calming down or maybe you're uh, on fast forward all the time and you can't stay focused. <laughs> At least some checkbox. <laughs> but uh, low cortisol symptoms are even more profound. So low cortisol symptoms are trouble getting up in the morning, very hard to get out of bed, low energy a crash between 2 and 5 p.m. of energy where you feel like you have to take a nap or maybe you need a coffee then. Sarah always wakes me up around this time. <laughs> yeah. Hello, we have a podcast. Are you coming? Yeah, yeah. So low energy at those windows, feeling like you're surviving, not like you're really uh, thriving is, is another big one. Um, and those kind of things evolve into uh, – body fat gain, so gaining gaining body fat in the abdomen area for guys and for the hips and butt and for females. Um, sleep issues, not being able to fall asleep, not being able to stay asleep, anxiety, depression, digestive issues, feeling like all kinds of foods are reacting in your body. 
um, sort of that IBS type of picture. And then immune issues, you'll see too, getting sick a lot. Uh, and, and definitely issues with focus and attention and feeling like you're uh, sharp. It's more of like a brain fog type picture. Yeah, that, and I don't think. Symptoms for you? Yeah, <laughs> well, and it's funny because that whole list of symptoms or signs or whatever you call uh, it, I mean, nobody really, re- nobody's going to relate it to cortisol. They're going to relate different things to different, you know, maybe one thing's, you know, because I'm not eating properly that day or. You know, nobody really relates it to cortisol. I just say, take a picture of me, and I I cover all those symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, why do most people adapt to their normal? They adapt to normal for a number of reasons, especially people who are high achievers and uh, who are people who are really excelling. Whatever they do, tend to be more adaptive by nature, and that's one of the reasons why they're successful. And uh, I see the same thing in, in the athletes that we work with, our NHL players and UFC fighters and uh, even the Olympic athletes. They're very adaptive. So what that means is if they get up and they feel terrible, they'll still get their training sessions in. Or, or if you're an executive or a business person, yeah. you feel terrible, you'll still get your deal done. You'll still get your work done. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and that ends up depleting you even worse. Whereas um, the average people person may not be pushing as hard. And I think um, over time, you quickly adapt to that new normal. So, and, and you'll confirm it with people around you, which is the worst part. So if you have trouble waking up, in the, waking up in the morning, you talk to your friend or colleague, they're saying the same thing. Well, I've heard it from two people, three people, and my dad's like this, and my brother's like this. This is the way it is. I got sleep apnea. Yeah, sleep apnea. <laughs> or or I, f- I feel like I'm crashing between 2 and 5 p.m. every day. I have no energy. And oftentimes, if you talk, I do a lot of corporate work, so a lot of companies will we'll note that their workers will all go for coffee bet- at t- between 2 and 5, mm-hmm. right? So it's reinforced yeah. by the people around you, and that's how it becomes an, the new normal. And I would say the biggest feedback we get from our patients, even our Olympic, we have an Olympic gold medalist, four-time gold medalist. The biggest feedback she gave us was, I had no idea how much better I could feel. Yeah. And here's somebody who's training full-time, who's lean, who's at the peak of, of the sport that they're in, uh, is elite, has a personal chef. It's not her food. It's not these other things. Um, it's really about how uh, she's depleted herself and, and was unable to overcome that. So, Sarah, this question is actually for you. <laughs> yes. Since you started visiting some friends, how did you notice, like, your energy right away? Did it take a couple months? Um, what were the side effects? What were the good side effects, bad side effects? So we started off, in my example, we started off with cortisol and DHEA. And it it was huge. Mm-hmm. That was even before food. Like, my cortisol was in the pretty much the dumps. Yeah. Right? So was it, was it high or was it low? Really, really low. Low, okay. Like, lower than most people, I would, I think. Right, is what you said? It was pretty low, yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it was yeah, low. It was yeah. low. Were you um, burning the candle at both ends? I was definitely, <laughs> definitely burning the candle at both ends. But, so, one of the things that I, I actually reacted to right away was what you, what you put me on. Yes. Um, and I felt instantly better, pretty yes. much, within like a couple of weeks. Not even. Yeah, a typical response, because we're lab testing and we can see exactly where those issues are and we treat specifically to correct those levels, like the the treatment plan Sarah was on was extremely tied into her lab testing, right? Mm -hmm. So yours would be different and mine would be different. So because it's so targeted, we can see changes right away. Like I expect people to feel improvements in the first three to five days. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was amazing. And then from there, we just sort of built on it. Like, because it's been about a year, right? Yeah. So we went from that to food sensitivities. 
Um, and that's a lab test. And that's when you couldn't eat cheese, which is... <laughs> <laughs> <That> was <dairy. laughs> dairy was a big problem yeah, for me. Yeah, <laughs> I love my dairy. Yeah. yeah, I do remember some negotiations happening. <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there was there. a few. Can I have a little bit of this and then this and then... <laughs> Yeah, so we often will fix those things, like we'll correct the cortisol levels, and your body wants to stay in balance. Like once we help it get to where it, where it should be, it almost acts like a thermostat. So if you set your thermostat for 24 degrees in, in your house and you're working on raising it up, once it gets to that level, it doesn't need to keep going. It'll, it'll regulate there. So the body kind of works the same way in terms of hormones. So you, Sarah hasn't been on any of those things uh, beyond the three-month sort of plan we yep. worked on. And uh, we're able to maintain and sustain those upper levels. And then I just recommend testing, retesting it maybe once a year from there on, just to make sure you're you're keeping those things in, in balance. Yeah. But I'm sleeping sleeping better. Like I feel better. So I can get so much more done. Let's say before you went, um, you had a hard time falling asleep, or you had a hard time waking up. Both. Both. Yeah. That's yeah. But I was crashing. Um, I was waking up every day at fifty percent. So the actual lab test showed that I was waking up every day at 50%. Uh, what, what would that be? 50, energy. 50% energy, yeah. energy. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was starting the day at 50%. <laughs> I should be a test subject, I tell you. <laughs> and then it was just sort of, you know, going down from there, I think. Right? Yeah, and it's common for people who are, um, you know, obviously for the average person that's coming in to see us, it's common to see them on the depleted side. Um, sometimes we'll see them on the elevated side, but the way that you get burnt out, it kind of works in stages. So if I would have met Sarah, maybe, I don't know, three years ago or five years ago, she may have been in an elevated stage and over time she's worn that out down to where she is now or where she was then. And you feel the worst effects when it's too low because then you feel really exhausted. It's like, uh, uh, extremely tired but sometimes wired feeling like you're just very tired but maybe like restless like, yeah restless or like sleep. anxious like you're just laying yeah, there you just yeah. can't go to sleep but yeah. you're super but tired. you're physically tired yeah. Yeah. yeah and then also the thing we see too is you're kind of flatlining throughout the day in terms of your energy's not really spiking throughout the day and then you start to see a peak at night which happens in sort of the more evolved stages like the worst stages so now you're not having energy during the day but then you're turning on at night and now you can't sleep yeah, that was my problem. That's I, like me. Yeah, my energy level was high at 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. yeah like, I'll, I'll go home and uh, watch the hockey and whatever. And then it's like 11 o'clock at night. And then that's when I get all my energy. But during the hockey game, I'm like, <laughs> and then you, I can't go to bed until like 4 o'clock in the morning. You get a couple hours of sleep, you get up and do it all over again. Yeah. Not yeah, good, so you're Nick. A, you're Not a, good. You're in a backward cycle, man. I am a backward cycle. <laughs> I think I was born a bit backwards, but that's, that's another issue. All right. So um, we've talked about high cortisol versus low cortisol and, you know, that they both have different problems um, depending on whether it's low or high. But what do we need to be mindful of the stresses on our body? Like what can this actually, you know, really do? So the Long term, I guess, or yeah. even short term. So the direct connection is like, uh, there are three main body systems. You have a hormone system, you have a digestive system, and you have a detox system. Those are the, the, the triad that you really want to have working properly. And if you wear out the hormone system, over time you're going to start to wear out the digestive system. Yeah. And that creates a whole host of other problems. Uh, so reactivities to foods, which, which yeah. you had some of those. Yeah. Um, you may have uh, a lot of bloating, a lot of uh, stomach issues, pain, you may have trouble digesting food. You may have like loose stools or constipation or um, like an IBS type of picture, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, those are the common next steps for that. So 
uh, a lot of times our initial assessment, we're trying to see which where you are on that timeline of events. Yeah. And then we're going to the beginning to fix it from the, from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have cortisol issues long enough, you'll see issues with digestive system. And then what also happens in the body is we're wired to give ourselves energy because we're wired to survive. So all your resources are going to be pulled towards giving you energy to be able to go and find food or hunt for food. Like our hard wiring is pretty basic. So what happens is if you wear out that cortisol system, your body is in a bit of a survival mode. So it turns off the non-essential functions. So at that point, like digestion is not essential. If you can't find food, who cares about how you digest it? Right. Right? That's true. Immune system gets flipped off because your immunity doesn't matter if you can't eat food to live anyways. Right. And the other issue is you start to break down muscle tissue to use as energy and you start to store body fat because your body's trying to survive, you know? So those are some of the longer term pieces. And if you go one step further, you start to impact the detox system. So the detox system, you'll see skin issues and uh, eczema and psoriasis, uh, trouble with, uh, you know, liver and kidney function. Those are your main detox organs. So you'll see sort of issues down that chain. And that's part of our job is figure out where you are on that chain and work work backwards. (laughs) And um, it's very common though, like these things, sound uh, maybe like they're unique to specific people, but we see these with our NHL players, our executives, CEOs, people who work nine to five, and you know, we see it in all, all contexts. Yeah. Well, and they would, they would kind of correlate those different issues to other things, right? Like yes. I said before, they're not, they're not relating well, it to cortisol. I, I don't know if I like this conversation, because everything he mentioned, like I had kidney stones, how, how many months ago? That yes, was like three months, like this is, it's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Overwhelming, actually. Well, I have to say, before I went to go see him, I was getting sick once a month. So, again, we talk about productivity, right? How are you supposed to be productive when you're sick for a week and then you've got three weeks in between where you're like, go, 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 Absolutely. go, you you catch, catch up, up for and the- then you're sick <laughs> yeah, again? And then it goes, wow. And this is why we do a lot of work with co- with companies now and with corporate, uh, corporate people especially because we want to keep their employees productive, keep energy levels high, have people sharp and focused and not getting sick all the time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we've seen is um, cutting down on sick days. Yeah. Because you're able to kind of keep your system boosted and keep it supported so it doesn't break down so often. Uh, But we see a lot of that too. Most people who are really um, pushing the pace will get sick often. And that really shouldn't be the case unless you got something's burned out. Yeah, and just productivity in general. I'm sure yeah. when you're going in there and um, you're seeing those kinds of results, I mean, companies must be really happy about that. Yeah, the companies are really happy about that. So we've been doing a lot of work with um, some big companies and working with all their employees just to optimize their performance. And um, it's been very successful. So and I, make them feel better, Yeah, too, make them right? feel better. Yeah. yeah, aside from the productivity part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the company cares about maybe that part. But the health part is also important, too. Like, the more you have these things in line with, for yourself, the better long-term health you're going to have, too, just because your body's working better. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like gas economy. <laughs> So uh, what are the top things we can start doing to manage this? There are a lot of things. Some of them aren't the most fun things to be doing, but um, one, one really easy one that the research shows right now is if you get outside and you get uh, sunlight in that first sort of 10 to 15 minutes that you're waking up, um, your eyes have sensors that trigger the sunlight and stimulate your cortisol release. So cortisol actually triggers 
your circadian rhythm, which is like energy during the day and sleep at night, cortisol drives that process. So if you're able to get some sunlight in the first thing in the morning, you're able to sort of kickstart that process naturally. That's one way of doing it. You're looking at me funny here. Well, so, so, so let's just say my normal day, I'll get up. The first thing I do is go outside and have a smoke. I am getting sunlight. There you go. There you go. You got to check in your favor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cigarette. Well, 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 that's another issue. Cigarette might cancel it out, but I mean, you're, no, no, that, that is a good thing. Yeah. So you're, you're actually triggering that. So you can do a lot to reset your, your rhythm by doing that. If you're on a consistent basis, going out whatever time that is and getting that, you're uh, triggering that release to happen naturally. Uh, and same thing goes at night. That's why they recommend not having cell phones and computer screens on at night because it gives you that same yeah, light it's, it's and light. it triggers your brain to tell your system it should be awake, right? Right. So the sunlight first thing in the morning is a huge one. Um, sleep window, you should try to be sleeping between like 10 and 6. It's super hard. Somewhere close to that, 11 to 7, somewhere in that zone, you're going to get better recovery and better uh, recharge. That sleep, you get physical repair and nervous system repair in that sleep window. So that's an, another big one. The other one is taking a break from uh, the caffeine and stimulants. It sounds counterintuitive, but um, ca- coffee actually makes your cortisol go lower because it causes your adrenal glands to, to squeeze more, which causes you to make more cortisol. But if you don't have any to give, it's just overworking that system. Hmm. So if you're already low and you're taking tons of coffee, it may not even work for you. The coffee may not give you energy, right. uh, but you're also going to be uh, incrementally more tired as you go through the weeks. So if you give your system a, a bit of a break, even like a week or two, um, and use something like green tea or use something that's less of a strong, like high caffeine stimulant, mm-hmm. you can start to regenerate that stuff on your own. Um, not skipping meals is another one. If you're eating something every three to four hours, mm-hmm. you can regulate blood sugar. That'll help keep your cortisol better. Um, and for most of the patients we see, we, we lab test them. That way we know exactly what it is. So when you're talking about that uh, adaptive, like humans are adaptive yeah. type picture, um, when you're asking somebody, you might be a different case because you're pretty like, I think feel like you know how you feel and it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot of people will sort of say, I feel okay. I mean, no, no problems. I've been like this for 26 years. Yeah, yeah, right. So then for us as clinicians, it's really hard to treat someone like that because I'm like, I don't really know what that means. So I, we really prefer to lab test that and then we can see where are you exactly because it may not be what you're reporting. Like, I'm sure for you, for Sarah, you didn't really say you were feeling as bad as your report showed. No, I absolutely that? did not. You're a good example of that. Yeah. Where people usually who are high, top performers and high performers uh, are overestimating how good they feel. Because they don't know what the next levels are. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. I'm getting my work done. I'm yeah. I'm doing stuff. I don't know. I'm not. I feel like I'm not done. I'm I'm still here. So I'm not behind. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm getting my work done. Yeah. I'm talking to people. Got I'm getting up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got yeah. 40 podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so you don't really know. So um, lab testing kind of is an objective way where no matter what you're telling me, I know what's going on, and then correcting that, you're going to feel way better. But it's a different lab testing than your general GP. Yeah, we do a lot of functional lab testing. So functional lab testing for cortisol is a saliva panel, like saliva test or a urine test. Um, That seems to be the most accurate way to test that. Uh, We we do run a lot of general blood work too, a lot of the standard stuff. But for most people that, that we see, usually the blood work and everything is pretty normal. Like you don't have any major diseases or major problems, but then you feel like crap. Yeah. Right? So you're in that huge gray zone 
where no one's really going to treat you for how you how you feel because you don't have anything majorly off, right? But that's the important thing to note and why there's such a difference between your GP and somebody like yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because they're testing for you know diseases I, diseases and and things like that Low whereas sugar, diabetes stuff yeah like, that. like yeah. you said you're testing more for functionality like yeah. gps don't do that or doctors don't do that hospitals yeah. don't do that yeah you know and it makes a huge difference yeah it's a little bit of difference in um, the approach right so like the conventional system is a bit more acute based so if you come in with a really uh, bad infection or if you come in with a, a you know a really uh, thyroid that's out of control it's designed to put that back into a normal range so you can go about your day and, and live normally. It's not so much about optimizing mm-hmm. and not so much about like these functional problems that are super common. Right. You know, we, we treat like cortisol uh, issues pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. We treat digestive issues every day, uh, detox issues every day. Uh, very common in our clinic. And, and a lot of the people don't have anything major wrong on standard typical blood work because we'll look at to that too obviously we want to rule out those big yep. things yeah. so we'll look at everything but uh, a lot of times we see issues on the functional side wow. yeah it's yeah. crazy 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 so um you've already talked to us a little bit about how people should you know kind of like a couple of things that people can do to manage it yes. um what are what, is there anything else that maybe from a from a stressful lifestyle standpoint, you know, like supply chain professionals, I'm telling you, supply chain is one of the most stressful industries. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. (laughs) I'm never stressed. I never freak out at work. I'm always calm, cool, and cool. They're wearing a lot of different hats. It's a lot of problem solving, solving, things like that. Right. And I think that's kind of where the stress comes in. Problem solving. Everyone wants everything now or yesterday, not now, like just everything. Yeah. Then, then you're trying to also be the middleman. So so you're trying to take care of your customers. Customs is trying to tell you to do something else. Your customer doesn't agree with that, but you gotta <laughs> follow customs orders, and then you gotta try and make it so your customer agrees with it, so they go on or send you the proper paper. It's just yeah, you know, yeah. It's so, crazy. So I guess um, from what you've been telling us about cortisol and why it's so important in sort of that functionality, especially in a role of a supply chain where, like I said, we're wearing different hats and things like that, you know, it can really benefit, you know, somebody to really go and take a look at the cortisol part, at least cortisol, right? But you also talked about DHEA. Is there like a correlation or? There is a correlation. Like the other cool part about cortisol is like, obviously it's a, it's your stress hormone by nature. That's what it really is. Um, so by putting it back in a balance, you're able to handle stressors better. So that's another feedback we get a lot. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That when you have that balance, you still have the crazy scenarios with all the problems you have at work because you can't control that stuff. Right. But the way you deal with it and the way you handle it is much, much better. Um, I do a lot of work with, I just came from the PO police. So I do a lot of work there. I'm on their medical team there. So that's one of the things that we notice most from the, the police officers is they're able to handle stress much better, handle the shifts much better uh, with more balanced cortisol. Mm-hmm. And then DHEA is tied into that because DHEA is um, sort of next on the chain. So your body makes cortisol, flips to DHEA, and flips to testosterone. Okay. So DHEA kind of acts similar to cortisol and similar to testosterone. It's kind of like an in-between. Mm-hmm. So... If you correct the DHEA and the cortisol, then you're um, sort of fixing both of them and you'll feel even better. Mm-hmm. So we test cortisol at four points during the day and on total. with a, We use a pretty specific uh, lab test. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we test DHEA as well to see what's going on there. Wow. 
And that's effective for so a lot of our um, professional fighters, especially. I don't know if you guys follow the UFC. Oh, I or, follow all that. Yeah. You follow it, yeah. yeah. So you know, like in the last few years, they've they've disallowed testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. So a lot of our our fighters. And is that where I heard that acronym, the DHEA? Because that yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. I just don't know where. It's yeah. probably in one of the articles or something I read. Yeah, probably. So one of the things we're always making sure optimized for our fighters is even the boxers or or UFC fighters is that we have those levels corrected at the top, cortisol and DHEA, because if those wear out, eventually it'll wear out testosterone. Uh, you need testosterone to build muscle. Build muscle and energy and sharpness energy, and focus. Yeah. But you yeah. can't take the exogenous testosterone anymore like you could in the previous, old days. Yeah, you could take that. So you could basically burn your system out mm-hmm. by hard training and stress of fighting and everything else. And then take the testosterone injections yeah. and put you back to normal. Mm-hmm. But they've not allowed that anymore. So even more reason for us to make sure that whole thing is working better naturally. Yeah. And uh, we've seen really good results with that. So even helping with the weight cut and refueling and performance and the training camps are grueling. Um, one of my guys is fighting in Scotland in, in uh, eight weeks from now. So he's been with me for about five years now. So we've been optimizing those things the whole way through. Yeah. So he's always wow. he's always at like f- uh, at full potential. Mm-hmm. You know, on that curve that mm-hmm. we look at. So yeah. he's always at that optimal level. Wow. And, uh, that has a big part to do with how, how successful he is and in his training and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, so what's next for Phenom? I mean, you're you're local to us, right? Yes. I don't know if our listeners know, but we're out of Toronto. Um, you're local to us. Um, I know you've got some pretty, you know, exciting things going on at yeah. the clinic uh, yeah. to be able to broaden your range. Yeah. Um, if people were interested, um, if they're interested to find out more information about yeah. you guys, it's um, P H E N O M hpm.com um but yeah tell us what's next for phenom uh we have a few things actually so uh we're definitely growing our team out so we have a team of three doctors on staff now and we're going to be adding uh one or two more just to uh be able to impact more people so that's one of them the other one is we're working on um some some online items to be able to help people get access to this kind of material and and learn some things and be able to put it into practice some actionable things that they can start doing to improve the way they feel um, and then uh, a lot of corporate stuff. So yeah. I'm going to uh, Mont-Tremblant uh, June 10th to 14th, mm-hmm. and I'll be speaking there at the exact. There's an executive summit going on there. And then after that, uh, I'll be going to the NHL draft. I have two guys in the draft this uh, summer, nice. so that's exciting. And then I'm going to the UFC in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. Up, so. I thought you said you were going to Scotland. I'm like, wow. Yeah, no, no. So <laughs> I went to Brazil, uh, what was that, like three years ago now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a pretty cool experience, but yeah, I can't go to the Scotland one, um, but I'll be going to Oklahoma City pretty soon. So. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it's lots of fun. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the yeah, show. No we really appreciate you being no with problem. us, yeah. and I hope that our listeners have, you know, some takeaways on how to manage some of that stress in their lives. Awesome, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Are you looking for short-term storage solutions? Do you have empty warehouse space you would like to fill? Secure Skids is your Airbnb for warehousing, connecting vacant warehouse space with companies that need space for their products. Visit them at secureskids.com for more information and to sign up for free. That's S-E-C-U-R-E-S-K-I-D-S dot com. Cortisol and stress can be the root cause in weight gain, depression, brain fog, and much more. Get it tested and perform at a higher level 
both at work and in life. Next week, we are talking to the owner and founder of Secure Skids about how they are disrupting the warehousing world with their Airbnb concept. Remember to check out our website for free supplies at twobabestalksupplychain.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We would appreciate if you'd take a few minutes to write us a review so more supply chain professionals can find us. We are your hosts, Nick and Sarah. This episode was produced by Mike Mazurik. And remember, everyone, ship happens.